Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Benefit rights, criminal records, credit issues, character of service, discrimination, legal protections. These are the type of cases and the stories filed within Vet Law. Vet Law. Our next guest is a 20-year veteran of the Army and National Guard, so he has a first-hand understanding of the issues we face as veterans, and he's using that knowledge to do some great work in giving a helping hand to the vet community. He is the Executive Director of the Veterans Consortium, Mr. Ed Glabus. Ed, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's great to be here. I appreciate the opportunity to get the word out. And that brings us to the Veterans Consortium, which provides pro bono services for veterans, legal and otherwise. Can you tell us just a little bit about the program and how you became familiar with them, as they've been around for 25 years now, I believe? The program was created by Congress 25 years ago at the request of the Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims. And um, I found out about it through my connectivity in the uh, veterans community through veterans service organizations. And uh, it was just lucky to be able to join and uh, been here a little over two years right now. And what exactly does the Veterans Consortium do for veterans? What is the primary goal of the organization? We help veterans appeal uh, uh, denials from the Board of Veterans Appeals in federal court. Congress has created the U.S. Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims uh, back in uh, around 1988 and this court is only for veterans, their families, caregivers, and survivors uh, to bring cases in federal court. So if a veteran or uh, one of their uh, loved ones is denied a claim and appeals it to the Board of Veterans Appeals and is denied there, they can take that claim to federal court. We provide, uh, we have over 2,000 uh, pro bono attorneys, volunteer attorneys across the country that represent the, uh, these veterans and their families uh, in that court to to get uh, the uh, benefits and compensation they were promised. And our, our volunteers, I have to say, have an over 80% win rate. They win over 8 out of 10 of the cases that they take on behalf of veterans and their loved ones. And what are some of the main issues that they face that they need to go to this court over? Yeah, good question. So um, uh, veterans and their families may be appealing decisions that range from uh, benefits to compensation, uh, from uh, mortgages to uh, GI Bill. So there's a number of different types of appeals that can be filed. Um, and uh, a veteran who has, say, a, a rating decision uh, that is uh, lower than they expected for their disability uh, and presents good evidence and can appeal that uh, claim and, and potentially get a, a higher rating. So the court would remand that claim back to the, uh, to the, to the Board of Veterans' Appeals and to the uh, Department of Veterans' Affairs and then uh, take it from there uh, and get a higher rating. So it can result in higher compensation, uh, medical treatment, uh, and a, any a number of benefits. 
Now, during our news segment today, we talked about new legislation that was just approved by the Senate where they're trying to speed up the appeals process. Uh, And basically, veterans would be able to file express appeals by waiving their right to a hearing or the ability to submit new evidence. Is this something that would affect the, uh, the, the federal court that you guys deal with as well? Here at the Veterans Consortium, uh, we're not an advocacy organization in the sense that we don't comment on pending legislation. Um, certainly, uh, there, the express appeals lane uh, could change things, but um, we'll have to see uh, how that, um, that uh, the results of the, the uh, Congress and what actually might get signed into law, and then how it might be implemented in regulation. What I can say is, is that um, uh, we believe that there's going to be uh, several years worth of uh, backlog under the legacy system, and so there's a, a large demand for our uh, free services from our pro bono attorneys, and we intend to keep executing that mission on behalf of veterans and their loved ones. You served for 20 years with a combination of active duty, National Guard, Reserve. Uh, over the years, have you seen things getting better or worse when it comes to the appeals process for veterans? Is this something that's moving in one direction or the other, or has it stayed kind of static? I have seen uh, in, the, in the last uh, year or two a great deal of focus on it. Uh, I think that we're seeing um, things moving uh, through the VA, uh, claims moving through the VA, uh, a lot of quality reporting coming out, um, and I think that we've seen uh, some some timeliness improve there. But uh, certainly, there's still a backlog, and it does take quite a long time. As uh, as your uh, previous guest mentioned, it's uh, approximately uh, five years for some of these activities, and it can be even longer. So it's a uh, it can be a, a long haul for a veteran, but but we encourage them to hang in there and to know that uh, if you do need to appeal, that there are volunteer lawyers standing by to help. What are some red flags during the claims process, the appeal process, that veterans should keep an eye out as things that uh, you know they may want to address when they're first happening or things that have happened that they eventually realize is something that they want to address? What are some of the big ticket items that veterans want to keep, uh, keep an eye out for? Certainly. Well, as, as um, uh, most of us were taught in, in our military service, always keep copies, always make copies of documentation. So that's a good, uh, a good principle to, to start with. Another is, is, is that people are busy and there's a lot of claims and a lot of activity going on at uh, VA regional offices and, uh, uh, and at the board. So in, in those cases, it's very important to actually look at what the VA is supposed to do and was asked to do. If the next step is to get a medical exam, um, did you get the medical exam? Uh, do you understand uh, what is required and, and did you ask what was required? So sometimes it's as simple as uh, reading thoroughly the letters that you get from the VA and making sure that you execute those steps that are on there. And if you don't get the answer that you're looking for, push for that answer. Why am I not scheduled for this exam? What other documentation do you need? Those are the kind of things that I would uh, ask veterans to to focus on. And a good veteran service officer uh, can help walk them through the process and make sure that these are are done on the way up. Um, At a certain point, though, if the decision is still a denial, then the Board of Veterans' Appeals and the U.S. Court of Appeals for Veterans' Claims becomes, uh, becomes the venue where you can take the case. Are there any eligibility requirements for a veteran who might reach out and, uh, and want to uh, be represented by the Veterans Consortium, or is it open to everybody? It's a good question. Anybody can apply, and uh, when you file at the uh, Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims, uh, um, you uh, have two forms that you fill out, uh, Form 1 and Form 4, 
And uh, one of those forms is a declaration of financial hardship. So if you file that declaration of financial hardship, you're not required to pay the filing fee and you are eligible for a pro bono attorney from uh, the Veterans Consortium. And how do they go through the process of applying? Is it a difficult process, simple process? Does it take a long time? That's a good question, a very good question. I think the most important first step is is if a veteran or a family member gets a denial from the Board of Veterans Appeals, they have 120 days to file their appeal at the court, 120 days. That's a very, very important deadline. And there's a couple easy ways to do that. They can uh, uh, come to our website, vetsprobono.org, and download the forms, or they can use our online web app. Our online web app, you can fill it out. It automatically uh, generates the appeals forms, Form 1 and Form 4, for the court. You can review those and and uh, if they're properly filled out or, and help the people properly fill them out, help the appellant properly fill them out, file on behalf of them at the court, and that stops that 120-day that clock that gets them uh, uh, an appeal inside the wire. So uh, downloading the forms uh, and uh, mailing them in, downloading the forms, scanning them and sending them to us, or the easiest way, using our web application on vetsprobono.org, are, are three ways that people can apply. At that point, we'll assign one of our full-time attorneys to look at the case, and depending on what they find, um, interact with the veteran, interact with the loved one, and uh, we just look for one appealable issue, one solid appealable issue, uh, and we're generally able to uh, make an initial determination uh, in about 30 days. So uh, they'll get a relatively quick answer. And that's always a good thing. Now, for those who who may not be able to be represented by you, uh, those who may have to uh, go it alone for some reason, for whatever reason, what are some of the uh, the pitfalls that a veteran who's trying to go through the appeals process on their own can can come across while they're there? Sure, uh, good question. Also, the uh, the appeals process. Uh, you're in federal court and trying to make a case in front of a federal judge. Um, with opposing counsel from the, the VA um, trying to defend the, uh, defend the opposite position. So what, uh, uh, what I would say there is, is uh, one of the best solutions is to call our helpline. Um, some veterans want to do their case on their own. They don't want a pro bono attorney, um, even though one is available. And in that case, uh, our helpline will help them fill out the forms that are required. And in addition, will help them put together what's called an informal brief and putting together that briefing in a format and in a flow uh, that will um, will help them make their case with the court. Um, so it's not representation, um, but it's uh, informa- legal information and some assistance to help them prepare their briefing. Of course, we always hear that in a criminal trial, it's really a bad idea to represent yourself. So when it comes to <laughs> these appeals to the VA, is it also a pretty bad idea to try to go it alone? I, I strongly encourage veterans to reach out and, uh, and their loved ones to strongly encourage them to reach out and ask for an attorney um, and to uh, uh, seriously consider using an attorney at, at this uh, federal court. Uh, the results are, are just much, much greater, and um, I think they'll, uh, they'll be glad that they did. And if they are interested in contacting the Veterans Consortium, how can they reach out to you guys, and how can they get in touch and find out if you guys might be willing to take their case? Our uh, toll-free line uh, is uh, 1-888-838-7727. So it's 888-838-7727.
Um, we also um, uh, would like to, to say are, are helping with discharge upgrades uh, for PTSD and TBI-related cases uh, at the Discharge Review Board. So that's a, another service that we offer, um, and uh, they can use the same, uh, the same methods to contact us for that also. And that, of course, is that related to the bad paper discharges that people might get where these conditions may have affected their discharge and they might have some legal recourse to go from other than honorable perhaps to honorable? Exactly. Uh, and um, we uh, have pro, bonus attorney, pro bono attorneys that are also standing by to, uh, to help with those cases. So we'll screen those cases, um, see if there is either a diagnosis or, um, I'm sorry, a diagnosis of PTSD or TBI or indications of PTSD and TBI during service. Uh, if so, we will help them prepare the forms and prepare their, um, prepare their brief to uh, go before the discharge review boards and get those discharges upgrades, which starts the process, makes them eligible if that discharge upgrade is granted, to actually file a claim for, for benefits. So. Now, with the bad paper discharges, this has been a, uh, a growing story in the veteran community recently. We've had people like Chris Goldsmith from High Ground Veterans Advocacy, who is a recipient of a bad paper discharge, and mm-hmm. talked to him about how that affected him. Um, how, how, uh, how likely or how much have we seen as far as reversal of these bad paper discharges? Is it something that's happening with any kind of regularity now, or is it pretty rare? It's, it's uh, uh, more rare than the remands that we achieve at the Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims, uh, but I think we're seeing a change. Uh, there's a, a, since the Hagel Memorandum, um, which was a, a memorandum from the Secretary of Defense in, in order to uh, uh, look at the standards that were being applied and what consideration was being given, um, we have started to see an increase in uh, the number of discharge upgrades that have been granted. And in addition to that, um, we're starting to see more veterans approach more pro bono attorneys. And so I think you're going to see the success rate increase as more attorneys get trained in this area and as uh, more veterans reach out to these pro bono attorneys and use their services. We've been speaking with Ed Glabus. Ed is the executive director of the Veterans Consortium. You can find out more about them by going to their website at vetsprobono.org. a veteran in need of legal help, you can find more resources in the Get Help section of ConnectingVets.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.